frequency of heaven I want to be Hello, this is Pastor Caleb from the Frequency of Heaven podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. I pray that this will bless you and encourage you. So the Plums, we've moved to Kansas City. I'm actually at a lake. I'm at the Wyandotte County Lake. It is gorgeous. There's a bunch of ducks out on the lake. And oh my goodness, it's in the 60s, even though it's December. And it's beautiful. And I, this lake, you can actually drive all the way around it. It's not like a boat and tubing lake. It's more of a fishing lake, kind of like P- Pleasant Creek where... I uh, usually do my podcast from back in Iowa. So this is awesome. This is beautiful. Loving it. And, um, you know, the last couple of weeks, we've had some big trials in, in our home, in our life, in our family. And, and God has been so faithful. I want to thank all of you for praying for us. And uh, and God has gotten us through. And as I've been going through these trials... Um, I kept thinking about that old, it seems annoying, but the word of God's never annoying, but there's that verse in James 1, 2. I, if you've been a Christian very long, there's been a time in your life, I'll bet, when you were going through something hard and someone, someone or maybe you heard it through uh, the radio or somebody brought up James 1 to consider it pure joy when you encounter trials of various kinds. And you're like, oh, I don't want to hear that verse right now. But I kept thinking about that verse these last two weeks because of that word consider. Because joy is something we must stop and fight for. It is The joy of the Lord is our strength, right? And the Lord tells us to rejoice in the Lord always. And it's actually one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And um, I don't think that we probably have as good of a testimony and witness to others when we're grumbling and, and negative and frustrated. So no matter what's going on, the Lord can and will and, and wants to, I believe, help us have joy. And, and he never asks us to do something he's not willing to help us do. So how do we how do we do that though when when life hits the fan how do we consider pure joy? And I think about that but I believe that this scripture reveals at least four incredible reasons that it, we consider means stop and think. Stop and consider these reasons that the scriptures lay out that this trial actually there's a joy that can come from it. Sometimes what we're going through is because something we did. Sometimes we're going through something we had no control over it whatsoever. But God can break in and God can do what only he can do. And we can have joy. And, and you know, David multiple times prayed for joy. I encourage you, you know, one of these days, just sit down and, and start studying all the scripture on joy. If you have heard me preach over the years, you know every year I teach on joy several times because I need it. <laughs> just seems like talking about joy and seems like talking about the Lord and how he wants to give us joy and be that resource for us. It gets me a little happier. But back to this idea, we are going through trials. How do you consider pure joy? Well, let's look what it says here. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Here's the first thing. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. 
Perseverance must finish its work in you so you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I want you to think, think about a time when you're watching your favorite team and it's a blowout. Gets to the very last minute of the game. Do you have a lot of joy? I mean, you saw it coming. It wasn't, it didn't feel like that huge victory. Now, maybe, maybe there's those times when it was a big blowout and you had incredible joy. But I want you to think about when you're down at halftime <laughs> and there's no hope. But the team persevered, persevered, persevered. And they pull out the miracle win. And everybody is jumping up and down, going crazy over that victory. How did they get to that victory? Well, if they would not have persevered and they would have given up, uh, and then sometimes it almost seemed like a miracle. But the thing is, they persevered and they got there. Victory brings us joy. A lot of times we're, we're frustrated and depressed and, and, and sad because we're not seeing victory. We're not seeing breakthrough. And we don't have hope that something good is going to happen. But God wants to give us the gift of perseverance so that we will keep going so that we can experience victory. I mean, everything from changing a tire <laughs> to raising kids, if we give up too quickly, we're not going to experience joy of getting back on the road, of our kids turning out okay or whatever it may be. Perseverance is a life skill. We must have it. And the next time we're going through a trial and we think, okay, I want to stop. I want to consider. I want to think about how, even though this is going on, I want to take every thought captive unto the obedience of Christ. How can I have joy? Well, I am learning perseverance and I must learn perseverance or I'm going to give up and then I won't have victory. And if I don't have victory, so many of life's joys come because of victory. And you'll discover people who have a really, really strong sense of endurance and perseverance, they experience a lot of joy. God is going to allow us, I believe, to go through trials and refine us in that fire so that we can be pushed, sometimes pushed to our limit, sometimes feels like we're pushed beyond our limit. But we saw God show up and we jumped and we shouted and we cried in the victory that only God could have brought. And it's awesome. And it's because our Heavenly Father took time to teach us perseverance in little trials before we got to that trial. It's kind of like David had to fight the bear and the lion that attacked his sheep so that one day, he, he's already prepared. He, he has persevered those little trials. Now he's fighting a giant. And he can have joy. You know, you and I can have joy in what we're going through right now. Because you know what? God is setting us up for victory. And, but we got to have that key called perseverance. Here's the next thing. It says, if any of you lack wisdom, he should ask for it. Aren't you a little more likely to stop and ask for wisdom when something isn't going right. Here, it's almost like a blank check. He's saying, I will give you wisdom anytime, every day. The most wise being in the universe is promising us, promising us wisdom. But we got to ask. And we're not nearly as likely to ask unless we're in that situation where we need it. And you know what? Wisdom brings us peace. It actually says that in Proverbs 3, uh, 17, that wisdom brings peace. All its paths are peace. 
You know, imagine someone breaks down, they got a flat tire alongside the road, they've changed 20 tires. They probably have a different level of peace than, you know, maybe a teenager just started driving along the interstate and in their car just got a flat tire and they're trying to change it by themselves the first time, right? Trials bring a wisdom that you can't, there's some things you cannot learn in a classroom. You have to jump in that water and learn to swim. There's things that only the trial can teach you. And so God wants to give us the wisdom that comes through the trial. And the thing is, you know, there's verses right now. Uh, I had one of them during the pandemic that the Lord showed me. that got me through the pandemic. And I'd never seen it. I was 42 years old. I'd never seen that verse before. And it was trials and, and tribulation I was going through. And I dug and I dug and, and he gave me perseverance. And then came wisdom. There's a wisdom that came out of it. And now... When I go through these other trials, I go back to that verse. I found, I found a verse that unlocked a new level of joy, especially when being attacked by people in that particular situation. There's a verse there in, um, in 1 Peter. I think it's 1 Peter 3, 9, that the Lord just showed me. It's awesome. It's like, whoa. But I wouldn't have that wisdom if it wasn't for the trial. So now, when I'm going through a trial, I can consider it pure joy because, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. There's a verse the Lord's going to use to help me here. And then that verse, it's like unlocking a new level in a video game. It's like I've unlocked something, that a tool, a resource from heaven that I can use any and every time. Because I know the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The Lord is going to give me wisdom. If I'll ask for it, I'm much more likely to ask for it in a trial. Therefore, I can consider it pure joy in my trials. Look at verse 6. But when he asked, he should not doubt. I believe God has given us a gift in our trials. I believe when we're going through a trial, if we'll stop and we'll consider this, we can have joy. What if in this trial that we're going through, God is trying to give us a gift. He's trying to knock out of us a wavering, doubting heart and trying to give us a steadfast heart an undivided heart. You know, it says in Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard the heart. It is the wellspring of life. The Lord wants to remove the up and down wavering. You know, it used to be when I was a young man, if I was $100 short at the end of the month, I'd freak out. I was wavering. God, where are you? You know, I'm 43 now and I know that if I'm $100 short, I've been through that trial many times. So if it's only $100, I don't waver it like I used to. Why? Because I went through the trial. I had to go through the fire to get that knocked out of me. Now, if I'm $1,000 short at the end of the month, my faith probably needs some work on that. But you know what I'm saying? Like the Lord wants to use our circumstances to remove the unwavering. Remember when you had the some kind of trial in your life and you learned to pray at a new level? You know, some of you right now, you know how to pray in a way. Other people know how to pray that way because you you fought cancer. (laughs) You learned how to pray on a whole new level without wavering. So now when these little trials come along, you don't waver. You don't bat an eye. There's a strength. There's a steadfastness in you. And that's a gift that God gave you. So we can consider current trials joy because God is knocking out of our hearts that wavering and doubting. 
But I really, really like this last one. Look at this last one. Verse 12. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And now that's not the first time the word test was used. It should be something to take note of. Trials or tests. If we pass tests, God doesn't just give us a sticker. It says he gives us a crown of life. What's that talking about? Well, it's probably talking about eternal life. I think it is. You know, we got to walk with him to work out our salvation in fear and trembling, as Paul says. But you know what? When I read this word crown, many times throughout scripture, crowns represent honor. Read with me, if you would, Psalm 62, verse 7. Psalm 62, 7. The Lord brings this particular verse up to me a lot. If anyone's ever listening to this and uh, they remember at my high school graduation <laughs> 20 some years ago, I sang a song. The song that I wrote at our, for the high school graduation was quoting Psalm 62, the verses right before this. But now the Lord is, the, this chapter of Psalm has been very powerful to me my whole life. Verse 7 has been very influential these last few years. The Lord says this. Or actually, uh, the writer says this. David says this. My salvation and honor depend on God. He's my rock and my refuge. Think about David. If he wanted to please Saul and gain honor from Saul, Saul was trying to kill him. Saul didn't even like him. He, he would have disobeyed God. He would have gone a different direction. If he was trying to please people. There, there was a point in David's life where even his own wife mocked him. If David had not learned to get his honor from God and that God's opinion of him, that the crown that came from God and David literally got a crown from God. But remember, he was on the run for years. He was being hunted. But then when the time came, he got the crown of life. Man, I feel the Holy Spirit. Someone, someone needs to hear this, this last part. God wants to give you a crown. God wants to honor you. God is set in every, uh, I feel the anointing right in every trial that you're going through, if you will hold on to God, you have joy in it, have joy in it, because God is coming in the midst of that trial. If you will be steadfast, if you'll hold on to him, even if you die in that trial, God will put a crown on your life. He'll put a crown uh, for his kingdom. He will honor you. You know, my dad, a couple years ago, was honored in the state of Missouri by the Christian churches as servant of the year. I think that was official. And at the Missouri Christian Convention down in Tentera, and we all went, they got him up on stage, they gave him a plaque, and they honored him in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. And then they publicized that they had done that. Because my, my mom and my dad have done so many things over the years at the Christian campus house, at, at, Sh at the Shiloh, at, at the Christian camp, at the church, and all these different organizations, deaf ministries, all the places they've donated money to, they've served time, you know, they have a special room named after them at the Christian campus house, University of Missouri, Columbia, all the things they've done in the kingdom. And they didn't do it for a crown, but you know that that was God. God orchestrated that. Because, you know, the things my parents do are really behind-the-scene things. It's not a pastor. 
He's not a worship leader. He's behind the scenes. But God orchestrated that day to get him on that stage and to give him a plaque and to honor him because he and my mom, they've been faithful for decades and sacrificially served the kingdom of God. God will honor his people. He wants to not just give us eternal life, but remember John 10, 10, he's come that you might have abundant life. Do you know, and I believe in every trial, there is an opening and an opportunity for you to be faithful and for you to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Not just when you're going in heaven's doors, but many times in this life. And it may not be a plaque on a stage, It might be a letter from a student, a smile from someone who didn't uh, smile much before they met you. God will honor. He'll whisper to you. I saw that. I saw you being steadfast in the trial. Here's your crown. Listen, whatever you're going through, you can have joy. You can have joy. He'll help you. And these are just four reasons that you can have joy. There's many more. Well, I just want to pray for you right now. God, Mel and I have survived so far <laughs> the trials that we've been going through the last couple of weeks. And I thank you. You've been teaching me perseverance so that I can have other victories in my life and not be one who just gives up quickly. I'm thankful you've given me wisdom so that I can know how to handle things and also how to coach and teach others as they go through similar trials. You've given me new, unlocked new verses. And Father, I'm thankful that you've been knocking out unwavering and doubt. And I'm thankful that you come and you honor us. You honor us in different ways, that crown put on our head. And so, Lord, I'm happy. I'm joyful in this season because I see you're working all things for good and you're doing stuff in the midst of the hard times. And I want to pray right now for everyone listening, if they're going through something tough, that you would show them these four things, but show them even, there's so many other things. Show them how to stop and to consider it pure joy when they're facing these trials. Show them how to do it so that they also can receive that crown, that honor. They can be salt and light wherever you have them. And like in Jeremiah 17, they can be like a tree planted by the stream by the river, a tree planted by water, that they can bear fruit in every season. In Jesus' name. I want to be on the frequency of heaven. I want to be on the frequency of Christ. I want to be. Frequency.